Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Buckle in, kids. It's time for another episode of The Supercast. I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. How's everybody doing tonight? Not tonight. Morning, remember? Tuesday morning. Holla. Hey, girl. Hey, <laughs> what's for breakfast? <laughs> um. Well, I will probably end up having a bagel with avocado toast. Like toasted I... avocado on a bagel. All right. So I made that for the first time the other and day. And you loved it, right? I... I really liked it. It was good. I put a fried egg on top, and yep. it was yep. quite outstanding. That's my jam. It's really nice. It's really That's my jam. Nice. Um, but it's like the most millennial thing we can do. It's delicious. It's awesome, and it's like quick and easy guacamole. It is. It really is just guacamole and an egg, and Pretty some much. some carbs. But it's delicious. So it's good morning, really everybody. Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's doing really well. We've had a lot of good episodes here recently. Uh, we had Mossman, and then we had Hunter come on and talk yep. about the CrossFit Games. And now we don't have anybody this week. It's just us kind of talking week. shop. Yep, it's it's just us. Which you know, we've gotten some good feedback from you guys. So you know, talking about things that y'all like to hear about. Um, and you know, here we go. Just me and Jacob. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk some shop. Which I feel we've got some shop to talk because we Ohio do. Ultra. It was quite the rodeo. Okay, so that was two weeks ago, not this past week and the weekend before that. Yep, two weeks ago, I did the Ohio Ultra, the first uh, Ultra in Ohio here at the new venue up in uh, Garrettsville. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, whoa. Um, some of the nastiest mud I've ever seen in a race. Really, really crazy. Um, and if anybody's following the weather we've had here in the Midwest, we've had a ton of rain. It's actually been Lots raining for the past. Uh, yesterday, we had four inches in about three hours. Yeah. That was Lots of rain, that was lots of mud and muck and mess. Yeah. Um, so tell us yeah, I've been course. calling what it the Pacific it like? Midwest. Okay, so kind of opened up with a good, I would say probably like two mile. Yeah, a good two mile run. Um, okay. Totally runnable, totally accessible. Through some sticks and brambles and stuff. Um, pretty easy, pretty standard. Then it got into mud, and it was mm. mud and water and standing water and waist high water for miles and mm. miles and miles, and just got sloppier and nastier. And if anybody was familiar with the course, one of the things that they did, um, they were trying to cram some of this. I, I don't think. I don't think their ultra loop was long enough. That's me. That's mm-hmm. just me being me. Uh, it was only like a mile long. It should have been like six. And we should have done it once, and that would have helped confusion. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing that ultra loop once like we did in New Jersey, um, the only other ultra we've seen here in the States this year, 
um, we had to do the ultra loop on both laps. And then your first time around, you had to do this additional loop where you did a lot of obstacles again. Um, yeah. So weren't you saying that you got to like a certain mile marker and then you had to double back, back mm-hmm. onto the course and do what you just did all over again? Exactly. So um, about mile 12 of the ultra, mm-hmm. um, 11 of the beast, you circled back in and came right, basically right back in at um, Twister. Like right after the Z wall, you jumped back in and like kind of went down and around this way back to Twister. So and ultra had, runners like, ended up having to do Twister three times then. Three times for that, three times for the bucket carry, three times for the um, the eight-foot box, three times for um, the log carry, um, and then you, you circled back around and kind of that went into that terrible. final gauntlet, which the gauntlet was rough at the end. Was it? Um, I was really impressed with the gauntlet at the end. Um, it was about a half mile long, and you had – it was – it was like I was telling people, like with woods and stuff, coming into the mm-hmm. end there, you could spend an hour at the end if you if you were exhausted. Um, mm. It was a barbed wire crawl into a spear throw, into a slip wall, into a rope climb, uh, into atlas carry, into beater, into mm. a really impressively traver- long traverse line, then her hoist, and then either the the end or back into transition where you're at in, as far as an ultra. But um, so was the main course just a lot of running. It sounds like they basically just condensed all the obstacles, the beginning and the end. What was in like was there still not as much as you think? The yeah, there was still a lot of. I mean, you had Twister, you had you had a rig back there, you had a pretty good okay. sandbag carry, bucket carry. Um, the sandbag carry was really cool because like. They found this one like little bump out in the mm-hmm. middle of a hill, and then it was like, okay, well, instead of like going around the hill or anything, we're just gonna make you go up and down this hill three times. Nice. And it was it was it was really cool because it was like go around it, and you kind of did like this clover pattern around it three times. Well, that's um, kind of cool. I think that when they announced that there was gonna be an Ohio Ultra, I think a lot of people kind of raised their eyebrows because the Ohio venue of past is not notoriously known as one of the more difficult sites so you know it I think was it sounds like people may have been you know pleasant or otherwise we did not surprised. expect what we were getting into um okay. and really with the mud the mud and the and doing twister three times i mean that mm-hmm. really wears on you it, it beats you down yeah. and the third time you get through that bucket carry you're just like god thank you i'm done with this bucket carry it sounds like the theme of the midwest races the past couple weeks has been this muddy mess we saw the same thing same kind of conditions in chicago very very similar um chicago was a muddy mess you know we've we've just got a lot of mud here in the midwest right now and personally speaking those are my favorite kinds of courses because it slows the fast people down that i can keep up with them (laughs) oh and that made me so sad though because like by mile three well i well i'm not I'm, i'm fast but I was ready for a knockout drag out to where it was going to get to obstacle completion. Right. And I got off course, guys. Um, I was about two and a half miles in. And I got like probably like I got off course and all of a sudden I was at mile marker eight. Mm. And knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. And there was about and I, I hate to say this, but there was like 15 people behind me between right. age groups and stuff that also got off course. Right, And I was just like, guys, we got to turn around. I was probably in like fifth or sixth place at the time. And I got mm-hmm. us all turned around. Uh, and I was, 
I was so mad because I was like, there goes your race. Yeah, yeah, there goes my race. I was really hoping for a top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I turned us all around. I got us back all on course. We got back into course. I was probably in the eh, top 35 or something. I was still able to turn around and take like, I think it was like 12th or 13th eventually what I ended up finishing. Okay. But I was I was happy with that. But I mean, great course, great work for Spartan. I don't think the double round option really is the best advice no, or like direction. I don't like that. I think that that must be a nightmare to police, especially as you're getting towards the later waves. Like, that just sounds silly to me. But I understand, like, and and later in the day, like, I was doing the ultra loop, and then people were confused, and yeah, I would that's say... Yeah, too complicated. Just keep it simple. There were too many people cutting corners and not knowing what they needed to do from Spartan's perspective, okay. and then also people taking advantage of that system. There was a lot of cheating. I believe um, it. Um, but the, you know, these things happen, these things happen, well, you we've know, been playing the game say, for a long time. Yeah, no, I have to say, I mean, what's good, and I can actually relate to that from this past weekend that we can talk about, but, you know, when you get to the point where you know your race is done, I mean, there's always, yes, you fight to the finish, and you don't give up, and, and whatnot, but there's, there's experiences, I know I've had them, um, like I said, this past weekend, but I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that, you know, something happens, something goes wrong and you know, all right, well, there goes my race. And mm-hmm. then you have to make a decision. You know, what happens here? Do you stomp off the course and throw a temper? Or do you double down? Or, or do you buckle down and just keep going and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. And whatever happens, happens. And, and that's it. And that's what I kept reminding myself. It was like on that portion back, I'm like, okay, top 10's out, but I can still finish strong. I can still run my race. Well, and that's, I think, some of the best mental training and mental toughness, you know, that we can we can practice because we hear it all the time. People talking about, you know, oh, you got to be mentally strong and you got to work on your mental game and, you know, this, that and the other. But which it's all fine and good to say, but it's not going to be until you're in that kind of a position where, you know, okay, here we go. What am I going to do here? You know, it. I'm really, really happy with some of my mental training and stuff in this past mm-hmm. year with the Wim Hof stuff. And it's, it's really allowed me to grow absolutely as a person. And it's, um, it's really, it's really been a blessing. Some of the things yeah. I've learned and some of the, and I've had actually some people ask me about like, how do you come back from something like that? Right. And you don't see options. You only right. see what you need to do. And you're like, all right, I've got, I've got time. Let's go. I don't. Ha- I don't have time to think about anything else. So here I we go. I agree. I agree. So you did a race last weekend, though. I did. I did a race, and I have to say, um, I need to just throw major props out to the Barbarian Challenge. Where now, was that? So it was in Alabama. It was part of the Alabama series. Um, now I have heard about this race for the past couple of years. Um, and people wait, 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 wait. Before before we go, what is the Alabama series? There was a series, I think like five races in Alabama. Um okay. that one that I did earlier this year, that Marion Challenge was yeah. in it. Okay. Um this one, I think there was something called the Panther pa- something Panther, um, and maybe one or two others. Like kind of how like the Ohio has the Ohio Grand Slam. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. We've got the Grand Slam yep. and we've got Alabama the, you know, has the Black Swamp. So this, okay. this was the final event of that series. And like I said, I have heard for years people just talking awesome stuff about this race. Um, And so I had made myself a note that 
you know, if I had the opportunity, I wanted to do this one. It was on the, you know, on my list and it ended up working out that I was able to go. And so I did. And I have to say, as far as, you know, hometown courses go, this race was top notch. Like I saw some of the pictures of you. It looked fun. It was awesome. Okay, so it was in Alabama at, at Nocula Falls. I, I don't know how to pronounce okay. it, but it was at like a, a waterfall gorge kind of place. Um, and All so right. it was uh, just over six miles, about six and a half. Okay. Um, with thirty obstacles, All right, and that's solid. we're talking legit obstacles. They had. How many rigs? All, all the good ones. They had a regular, big rig. They had a low rig. They had the weavers. They had, remember the destroyer from, uh, from world championships. This um, is basically was, what I'm going into this weekend, but continue yep. on. We had the destroyer. We had, um, oh goodness. I mean, every, oh, there was uh, dragon's back, except they called it leap of faith. Um, yeah. but that was high up in the air, like, you know, two stories high dragon's back. Yeah, so yeah. it was legit. So the race started. And the very first obstacle, like a hundred yards into the race, was stupid um, rolling thunder. Um, it's that rolling bone thunder. frog obstacle that has the tires that you have to go up and over the tires. Oh, okay, yeah, kind of yep, like yep. an Irish table, but instead of a table, it's, it's those just tires, tires yeah. which makes it more difficult because when you jump at the tires, they roll and you roll backwards. Yep. So. Yep, yep. A hundred yards into this race, we take off running like bats out of hell to get to this tire first. And me and my four foot ten self, you can imagine it took me some time. So, (laughs) yeah, it was ugly. And, you know, it's Elite Wave and it's bands. So, you know, can't help anybody. So, well, kind of. I'll say that in a second. But so I'm sitting there and I was like, literally like the second or the third to last person in the wave to get over the damn things. I was not about to give up my band 100 yards into this race. But there I am. My race is done. Like, yeah, I know there's nothing I can do at this point to to get as high of a placement as I was hoping. So anyway, I finally got over it and started racing and um, the course was gorgeous. They had what they called, they deemed the four horsemen or the apocalypse thing. Mm-hmm. So there yep. was these four gigantic, like stupid hills um, that we had to go up. There were sandbags. Oh, there was a sternum checker. I mean, there was legit nice classic. Yeah. But now what they did, which I, I will say this is the one thing that I kind of disagree with. So you started off with your band. Now, the harder obstacles, like the more technical ones, the rigs, um, the rope climb, you know, things that actually require, you know, skill. Um, They had penalty loops. Boo. You can make your attempt, and if you couldn't do it, then you did your penalty loop, but you still got to keep your band. Nope, nope, nope. Got to boo that one. Exactly. That was my biggest boo, because you have these people doing penalty loops. And they get to keep their bands, and it's no different than if you just keep on trucking. So, you know, I'm sitting at an obstacle telling myself I'm going to repeat it three, four, five, six times, however many times I need to repeat something because I'm keeping my band, while you have some people just go touch the obstacle and take off on the penalty loop. So I will say that's the one thing about this race that I, I did not like. But other than that, 
Um, you know, it the looks course awesome. was gorgeous. We went through, we ran behind the waterfalls. And That's then awesome. it was the longest swim I had ever had in an OCR. We had to swim across the gorge from oh, one wow. end to the other end. Um, I mean, it was by far the longest swim. So, um, but you know, it was, it was a great course. They had, they were, had plenty of volunteers. Everything was marshaled really well. Um, and the prizes they give for those who are listening that are like, you know, into the swag, their prizes are legit. The first place. Uh, okay. So the first place overall got a for real sword. Like, for real, for real, sword. Like, what kind of sword? Like, a broad sword? Like, katanas? Now you're speaking boy to me. I don't know. It's a big pointy sword. Okay, so broad (laughs) sword. Big broad sword. Like like what a knight has. Like, those big, you know, big swords. Stabbing. Broad sword. Yes. Oh, yeah. Big sword. So, they got that and a customized (laughs) shield. Like, legit big wooden shield. That's awesome. And then the second place got another different kind of big-ass shield. And then third place okay. got an armor, like a, a, a knight's helmet. Um, all right, all right. So it was freaking cool as hell. So they had, That's you know, awesome. the, they had the elites. And then after the after the race, they had the team challenge. So you had teams of five um, doing all kinds. Like there was a tractor. Like they had to pull like a legit like John Deere tractor. Oh, um, that's cool. And like keg throws. I mean, it was a really cool race for anyone who is looking to kind of spice up their their routine next year. I would definitely recommend looking into the Barbarian Challenge. You know, let's talk locals here because locals, yeah. you know, locals I love. And I'm really excited to start going back to some locals here mm-hmm. at the, this portion of the year. Um, so if some people have been following me, I'm going to actually be announcing at the Highlander Assault. Well, before Leah, that not... one, though, this coming weekend, we've got a big one. Oh, are we going to start talking about Hubie? Might as well. It's next in line. Oh, holy smokes. Okay, so this weekend, I am headed out to a very special race while Leah's going to Dallas to yep. compete in another episode of the this the stadium, the Stadion the series. Stadion uh, series. Yes, stadion num- race series. number three of the Stadion series. Oh, my gosh. Um, are you and Valved ready to throw down? Absolutely. Oh, it's going to be good. It's I'm excited. It's my first time at, at Cowboy Stadium. So, and this you, is the only, this is the only football, um, you know, stadium. Are they called stadiums? Domes? Whatever they call them. Something like that. But this, <laughs> this is, is the, where they had last yeah. year that, um, oh, like they had that sprint course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they have that again this year, but. Oh, that'd oh, be so but cool. But they do have, man, we're just kind of all over the place. But did you see, speaking of stadiums, did you see this past weekend stadium, they introduced um a new obstacle what's that no i missed that yeah yeah it's called the spartan ram i think they're calling it all right um and what it is is it's a a weighted it almost looks like a foam roller to me like it's probably like two foot long and they're weighted and i'm not sure i think the i think someone said the guys were 55 pounds and i'm not sure what the girls were weird and you do a burpee with it so i'm assuming it might replace the slam ball station but you okay. go, you do, you go down, you do a burpee on the ram, and then you clean and press it overhead. That's interesting. One. So, it makes me think so you're of not vipers. Doing a jump. You're just cleaning and pressing it, and then put it down. Burpee, clean and press okay. too. So Have that you ever they did that last time. Do what? Vipers. Mm, I don't know. Or, or vibers. Vibers is what they're called. It's like a hollow tube, but it's it's kind of like that concept. It's like yeah, this, big, long th- tube. this thing looked hollow. It looks like a 
but it's not real long, like a slosh pipe kind of thing. It's a sh- okay, it looks yeah. like it's a foam roller to me. Okay, okay, okay. But anyway, so there, I'm assuming we're going to see that at Dallas, and I'll let you know how that goes. Awesome. So anyway, awesome. while I'm, I'm at really Dallas. I'm excited. Yeah, so while I'm at Dallas, you're going to be <laughs> in Ohio. I'm going to be in Ohio again for mm-hmm. possibly what I think is, and I was talking to so many people today about a beautiful venue we both loved, Bud Guts and Glory. Oh, rest in peace. It was the best venue. Loved my guts and glory. I think it was the best venue ever. I want to say, I mean, you know how I feel about my my hometown Missouri venue, but my guts and glory kind of tops it all, except for the sternum checker. That can burn in hell. It was <laughs> it was this venue that, I mean, in, in southwestern Ohio, just maybe 30 minutes from downtown Cincinnati, where mm-hmm. you could get... I mean, how much elevation did we have at that race? Like maybe two thousand. No, more than that. Two to three. Yeah, I, I remember um, it was more than that because when Battle Frog came there, um, it was Harry Accord who had designed the course was bragging that it was like I want to say it was like three thousand miles per lap, not miles, three thousand. <laughs> three thousand elevation. I would, I would believe right. that. I would believe lap. that for a, for a six k. It was it was Harry. Yeah. It was a Harry course. Um, Beautiful, beautiful venue, but I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, um, believe that this is, this could be the new homecoming for, for Indian Mud Run. So at the first OCRWC, I met Hubie Crushman, Mm -hmm. um, and I was standing on top of Pinnacle Hill, taking videos of people for BroCR, of people like getting done with Pinnacle Hill and just getting at the top and seeing what they thought. Yeah, and like Pinnacle they were Hill, just for those of you who did not get oh. a chance to do Pinnacle Hill, like you're basically ascending into the heavens straight up. <laughs> like that's you come down like this it. this big drop, and then all of a sudden, how high would you say that climb is? Fifty foot? Oh, easily. Um, it's like because there was big Pinnacle climb. Hill, and there was a little one too, and that that yeah. big one was no joke. Yeah, Exodus, but Pinnacle Hill itself was like the it is like at least sixty degrees. Mm-hmm. ropes all along it and it was it was a climb like and there was all this... the majority of it you could not stand and walk you were on no. your hands and knees like an animal crawling crawling up with ropes uh, you had to grab mm-hmm. a rope and then you would go like maybe an eighth of a mile up the hill more to a quarter mm-hmm. mile and then all of a sudden it was like an eighth of a mile slide downhill yep yep crazy wild so that's um, where you first met hubie so yeah i was on top of pinnacle hill and he was like hey Hey, what, who are you? I'm like, I'm Jacob Bosecker. I make videos on the internet. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. He's like, you should come try my race, Indian Mud Run. We're in Conshocton, Ohio. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever, man. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I'd seen so many races and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see yeah. what I can do about when making Indian it out Mud here Run one of these first days. first popped up, it was the era of everybody's a Mud Run, dire- a mud run director. Anybody's now. putting on a race now. There anybody's. were races everywhere, the sketchiest, crappiest things on the planet. But there was new ones everywhere. And so when someone would tell you about a new one, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, okay, man, cool. But then, like, the next year I met him again. He, like, started doing the floating walls thing. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. that's not messing around. I mean, this guy's trying. And he kept building and kept building. And eventually they gave him the, the city of construction basically gave him the old, the, um, the old golf course there. Mm. And it's now his playground. He has a 6.6 mile loop over 50, like 55 obstacles. 
Um, and legit obstacles. I, like we're not talking like, you know, little yeah, we're not talking. Things. Yeah. We're not talking a, a six foot wall. We're talking like he puts a weaver out on buoys out in the middle of a pond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're talking. Well, and what's crazy, like not crazy, but what's, what's pretty cool about Indian mud run is for the past like three years or so, they've been debuting obstacles there that people later see at world championships. He's developed a very good relationship with Venturi um, and like floating walls. That was first debuted on his course. There was an Skull Valley. Skull Valley Uh, was there. There was one last year that involved like uh, rings that you use the rings to kind of climb up this like, Oh yeah. Monkey yeah, bar yeah. apparatus looking thing. He has got some of the wildest stuff there and it mm-hmm. is, and I'm really excited. Have you seen, have you seen, okay. So have you seen the change that they made this year to the floating walls? Yes. Made it even higher and then put the Kong rings. Yeah. So you've got Kong rings butter. up 20 foot in the air. You're going to be flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Doing That's awesome. Kong rings. I cannot I, wait I to cannot hear about wait. your, your report from this race because um, I'm so pumped legit. to go there and run. It looks so cool. And there's the floating weaver. Did you see the slip wall in the middle of the pond? In the middle of the pond. You have to swim out there and then do a sopping wet slip wall. Absolutely. And then they've got a, a rope climb or a, um, a cargo net climb afterwards that's like reminiscent of the back of the dirt runner days. Nice. Like hanging out as soon as you do the slip wall. Yeah. Like out yeah, in the yeah. middle of the water. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. Well, and um, let's not neglect the fact to mention Speaking of swag, there's some pretty awesome stuff over there at the Indian Mud Run. To Once win. again, okay. So if you're a winner of the Elite Wave, you get a spear now. Mm-hmm. If you are an age group winner, you get a tomahawk. And Legit, you... like made by the Indian tomahawks. Yep. Like, they're not like, yep. you know, dollar store stuff. Nope. I've got a tomahawk myself from the past. And this year, um, to continue my, my reign here, I'm hoping to get one of the infamous arrows. Yeah, supposedly, isn't this the race where you do, like, if you do three laps, you get the arrow? Is that, yeah, that if, how it works? If you do three laps, you get an arrow. Um, well, you so better I'm going get for an three arrow. laps this weekend. I'm going, you know, I'm going to try, but it's mandatory obstacle completion. You've got to do it all. Well, good. That's how I'm looking at my I'm looking at my tomahawk right now, and I'm, I'm proud of this thing, and I'm really hoping to get the arrow for an 18-mile throwdown. Awesome. Well, we definitely can't wait to hear about that. Uh, I, I cannot wait to talk about it. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be great people. And then after that, uh, later this year, I'm going to be doing and helping out with um, Highlander Assault mm-hmm. in the Chicago That's area. That's another local area, you know, same Midwest area. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's, so there's a lot of options out there. There really are. And you guys really should check these local races out. A lot of them go to local charities. Um, they do great things with, lo- with other groups there. It, it's just great. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Um, but Highlander Assault, if you use code BROCR here in the next few, they've got 25% off um, if you check it out. I'm going to be there announcing all day. We're going to have a great time. A lot of our friends from the, um, oh, kind of from the Abominable Snow Race area as well as the yep. Frontline family. Wisconsin, OCR people, and all Exactly. That. Shout out to the Flatliners and Strong as Oak. We're going to be out there with you guys hanging out, having yep. a good time, um, eating brats and cheering you on and getting you through the race that day. I cannot wait to do it, mm-hmm. too. The week before Tahoe. The week before Tahoe. Yeah, it's my birthday weekend, actually. Uh, it's just a shame you're not coming, Leah. I know. I'm I'm bummed. Although, you know, I'm starting to make my list for next season. You know, every season I try to do something different. Just kind of 
keep it spicy for me. So last I'm year was really my excited for next year. Yeah. Last year was my year of endurance. And yep. so I don't think my, I think my shortest race was maybe, you know, six miles, but I yep. did, you know, between world's toughest and I did my first ultra last year and doing, you know, tougher and toughest mutters. So last year was all about endurance for me this year. I decided to flip the script and focus on, Short course stuff. So I've been doing the stadium series has been my main focus. But I think next year, my focus is going to be all the races I've always said I wanted to do, but never prioritized. Like bucket list. Mud run. Yeah, bucket list. I want to do I... Indian mud run. I want to do Highlander. Um, I want to definitely do Barbarian again. I like the feel of these local races that are busting their butts to create something good and i want to support them i i would be ecstatic to do some of those stuff and do like really like destination races we've talked before about doing a brocr summer camp at a ragnar yes we still need to do that just just cheesing it up just just <laughs> being yeah the kentucky and a ragnar brocr is coming Oh my gosh, I think it's going to happen next year. It's going to be, and just really, really funny stuff. Of course, you know, keep all of our listeners in in check on all these things, but we've got some really fun ideas for next year. I've obviously been looking at ultras this year and some really, really long distance. Um, And we'll just see how that plays out for me at WTM this year. Um, Fantastic. I I can't believe, though, I've just got this week to to claim my spot in Sweden if I want to. Um, no, no, no. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I've been crazy busy here lately, but I have qualified for Sweden twice now. And Fantastic. yeah, it's a, it's it's interesting. Well, you got your options open and keep them there and make a decision later. We will. We will. Um, but we're going to cut this week early for yeah. everyone. Um, kind of touching really, really base simple. with us and let us we've, let you guys know kind of where we've our heads got are something at. fun on the line though. Can we talk about we it? Do. Um, let's just say we're going to have a pretty awesome guest who can weigh in on a very hot topic that people get very passionate about. Oh, so um, passionate. Yes. And you know, it's probably the most common question asked on, on forums, I would say. And one of the most controversial. I would say I would agree. So we are going to be bringing you a super awesome special guest um, that can shed some light for us. Absolutely. How's um, that for vague? <laughs> that, that, that is absolute vague booking. It's like to va- its... What's like, what's like, pod, like vague booking, but for podcasts, like vague casting? Vague casting? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We'll take it. Um so any shout outs you want to give this week? Uh, first of all, I, I want to give a shout out to Matt Mossman, who sent me a thing of the Perform Elite X that oh, I'm yes, going to be the, rocking the this weekend. that you guys were talking about. Uh, holy cow. Um, <laughs> it, so I thought it was going to be like cocaine. I thought it was going to be like straight to the veins, insane. But it's more mellow than I expected. But it okay. is legit. Um, nice. I'm really excited to throw down an Indian mud run with this stuff here this weekend. Um, it, it's legit stuff. Um, as well as the sustain elite, I've got some sustain elite I'm going to be uh, using between laps and stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I like that. I'm a sucker for pineapple. <laughs> so it's got I that like pineapple flavor to it. Stuff too. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm really excited to have that, like, especially if it's going to be warmer. I hope it doesn't rain us out. Um, but here in the next few weeks, I'm going to be making some videos for Bro CR talking about some of the gear, which I 
feel I've just been so underwater. And I'm excited yeah. to make some videos talking about the gear, showing off some gear that I've been using. And okay. some of the companies that like we really, really back. Um, yep. Yep. Speaking some of, of the which, stuff... we, we were remiss in, in mentioning Venga CBD, of course. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, they this podcast is, is brought to you by Venga CBD. Um, I have had several people come up to me, including this past weekend in, in Alabama. I had three different listeners come to me to um, talk about CBD, talk about CBD, specifically Vanga. So, you know, the one How thing that I Vanga keep hearing you, Leah, me personally, um, it has helped tremendously in the area of sleep and soreness. I have noticed that I no longer get sore like I used to. Um, I expected to be feeling pretty crappy this morning, honestly, um, after the barbarian challenge, it was probably the most physical race I had done in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, weavers, just all kinds of just beating your body weavers down. Beat you and up. It does. And I, you know, I follow the dosing directions and when I know I have hard training or a hard race coming up, I'll double up on the soft gels with the two capsules. Um, and it, it does it for me. It, it helps me sleep. There's no more restlessness and my muscles are recovering much quicker. You know, I really like the CBD oil. Um, we've had different people say different things mm-hmm. to us, like to me on course and asking opinions. Mm-hmm. I think it helps with recovery. I think it helps with inflammation. And I've just been really, really impressed with after a race, rode mm-hmm. myself down with some CBD oil and the recovery I have two to three days later. Um, yeah, but for sure. So I, everybody go to vengacbd.com slash brocr. Um, and um, discount code you, BROCR will save you 15%. The guys there, Jay um, and Dave, Jay are and Dave, awesome. great guys. They will answer any questions you have. They like talking um, about the product. They like, you know, educating people. So if you have a question, no matter how big or, you know, small it may be, reach out to them. And I, I promise you they will get back to you. They're great people. It's a great product. And it's definitely for the OCR and endurance community. Uh, check it out. Sure. Thank CBD. Um until then, uh, Leah, right, I think that's enough up. for Everybody, our listeners here. Yeah, make sure you like, follow us, um, subscribe to the podcast, please share it. Um, you know, as always, you know, leave us those reviews, those five stars. Um, definitely appreciate it. You can follow us on all social media channels at BroCR or individually. I'm OCR Leah. I'm Brosa. Um, guys, we'll be pumping out a lot of content here in the next few weeks here between our uh, between our Instagram, our Facebook, and everything else. So check it out. Um, have a good time. And please see us out there on the course. Stop us. Talk to us. Um, we're going to be recording stuff live at these races. Uh, come check it out. We're going to have a good time. That's awesome. Have a happy Tuesday, everybody. Hey, see you next week. Peace. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.